Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials. You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows, but also bonus episodes each month. But if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> this is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey, y'all. This is April. Oh, this is Caroline. This is Thirsty Thursday. Oh, good. What are you drinking? Oh, Water? Oh, yeah. We, had a lo- we did have a long night last night. We had a... We had a dirty Chad night. Yeah, we had a dirty Chad night. For those of you who don't know, we are are doing a separate podcast called Dirty Chad, which is based on my ex-husband. And my is Caroline. That's Caroline talking. Yeah, that was me. Um, And while we are in the process of releasing it, we're also in the process of researching it which there's not i mean it's just putting it together yeah it's putting yeah. my adhd brain together yeah. into pieces so we've been talking to a lot of people and uh they are they have a lot of information yes <laughs> so it's gonna be good it's gonna be really good hopefully we can figure out how to put it together but it's a lot and it's good yeah We'll have a we'll have an episode come out um, so here I was pretty soon. Meaning to say, what are you drinking? And then I went and I just started. Talking, yeah, what are you so. drinking? I'm drinking um, water. I have Gatorade and a little bit of vodka uh, with a giant straw. There you go. <clears throat> I'll start drinking when I get home. Okay. So, um, if you're new to Bloody Happy Hour. On Thursdays, we do our full episodes. Yeah. So if you pull an episode and it's titled Quickie, those are our Tuesday episodes. That's where we give you what's going on in the news, some articles that maybe catch our stories that catch our eyes. 
and we follow up if there's been some updates. Um, if you're on Patreon, we'll drop a bonus episode a couple times a month on our Patreon. So you can go to, what is it? Bloody Happy Hour slash Patreon? Or Patreon slash Do- Bloody Happy Hour. Patreon.com slash Bloody Happy Hour. And you s- can subscribe. That is where Dirty Chad is at and will continue to go. And you'll get bonus episodes. Also, you won't get all of these commercials that will, that are going to come on in a minute. So there is that. So Dirty Chad could actually subscribe and listen. Yeah, he could, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll send him the link. Yeah. So... Caroline, we haven't done one of these in a while, and I know you hate them. Oh, gosh. What? It, it's either a suicide. No. Something about pets or dogs. No. It's unsolved. <sighs> yeah, I do. So, But they need to be told. Yes. So I'm okay with it, but as long as it doesn't involve... I, I think what I get real mad about is the people who go on these killing sprees and they kill themselves because you're like... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No justice. Well, um, well, unsolved is just frustrating because there's no finish at the end. Yeah, it's like you've... Exactly. you got to think about it forever. You finish and you never want to not finish. Speaking of... Um, not finished. Been in the oh. news recently is Jelani Day story. So Jelani Day is the story that we what? did when we did the WTF month. Yeah, yeah. And he went missing around the same time Gabby Petito went missing and Gabby Petito blew up. And so we did that story and I think it's oh, whatever year that happened. So it's probably like year two and his mom has just been putting on the Jelani Day page that still no answers. She still cannot get any help from the police. What? Still? Nothing. I don't understand that. Yeah, nothing. They won't even really recognize that anything has happened. So go back and listen to that episode if you don't know the Jelani Day episode. But this time we're going to go to Ohio and... This involves a concert. What, Ohio? Okay. Uh, we're going to go. It's Cleveland-ish, but we're actually Fremont. The guy's from Fremont, okay. Ohio. Okay, so, Caroline, have you ever been to a Jason Aldean concert? Um, yes. You have? Yes. Okay. So I so actually have I. Do, do like Jason Aldean. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I've went to a Jason Aldean concert years ago. Years ago, yep. Um, and... After you hear this, you may not ever want to go to one again. Oh, no. And it has nothing to do with small town. (laughs) Nothing to do with a small town. So, and it has nothing to do with the Vegas shooting either. That was to a Jason Aldean concert. That was. That was. So, in 2017, at Mandalay Bay... Yeah. We kind of talked about that because you went there. Uh, you went to the room. Absolutely, I did, Catherine and I. Where the shooter s- had all these guns and shot 60 people. That was a Jason Aldean concert. But, but this is another one, and I just stumbled on this story um, listening to Going West podcast just <gasps> oh, earlier yeah. this week. So let's go to 2014. It's July, and we're in Ohio. Um, but we're going to talk about a guy named Corey Barron. Now, Corey was born April 28, 1992 in Fremont, Ohio. He had one sister, one brother. He loved music. He loved sports and all of his um, hometown sports. So he was a whatever sports are in Ohio. Whatever sports are? Whatever sports are in Ohio. Oh. Teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who is that? The oh, Who's LeBron pay for? Is that Cleveland? Cleveland, Ohio? Cleveland the, the Cavaliers. Heat, the Cavaliers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. So he's a Cavaliers fan. He's whatever it is. So he's a Bengals, big sports He's a Bengals fan. I know the Cincinnati. I know the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I know football, at least. After high school, he went to Bowling Green State University. Okay. And graduated with a marketing degree. He, <clears throat> and right after graduation, he landed like this great job. And so this is a new chapter of his life. He's 22 years old, just graduated, just got a great marketing job, great pay, 
And it's July of 2014, and he's living his best life. And so him and his sister and his brother decide, you know what? Jason Aldean is coming into town. It's his burning down tour. And um, it's going to be a huge night in Cleveland. So they all get tickets, and they're going to go. Also, playing with Jason Aldean, which this would have made me go, is Miranda Lambert's going to open up Florida Georgia Line and Tyler Farr. I don't know that one, but I know the other ones. And so, obviously, a good concert. So they go, and this concert is at Progressive Field in Cleveland. That's a Major League Baseball field there. Okay. The Guardians. Indians? No, that's what I thought, too. Oh, but they're the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, so Corey was um, going with his sister and his brother and some friends, and they were there, and they were just having a blast. What do you do at concerts? You sing, you drink, you dance, you do. It's the concert life, right? This is a big, humongous venue, kind of like what our Ranger Stadium would be or maybe like our um, AT&T Stadium. So about 9.30 that night, Corey decides that he's going to get up and go visit some other friends who's also at the concert near another section where they are. Okay. So Jason Aldean has not come on yet, so the main person has not come on, and it's in between um, sets. So he tells his siblings and his friends that he'll be right back. He's going to go talk to his other friends. So they didn't think anything about it until he didn't come back. He never came back. He didn't tell them exactly where he was going. Um, But Jason Aldean came on, and Jason Aldean was playing, and Jason Aldean was over, and Corey never returned. They called him, and they texted him, and Corey never responded. Oh. And plus, you probably have bad reception in these big venues like that anyways when there's thousands and thousands of people. So after the show, um, they searched everywhere in this concert venue for him. They looked all anywhere that they could. They talked to security guards. They called him. They looked outside in the parking lot, like where they parked, and they couldn't find him anywhere. And so they were scared, but they weren't going to panic yet because – He's grown. Maybe he just hooked up with his other friends and finished the concert with them and left with them. But the next morning, he did not show up. So Uh he was reported missing that very next morning. Um, And so what do the police usually do? They're like, they want to interview the family. Was he... Was he a runaway? Yeah. Did he have any reason to run away? How was his mental state? Did he have money problems? Um, Was he sad? Did he have any enemies? Was he depressed? And so the family was like, no, no, no. Like, everything was exciting. He just graduated college. He just landed his dream job. He had no money problems. He had no enemies. He hadn't dealt with any mental health issues. This was, he was excited about this new chapter in his life. Yeah. Now, a word from our sponsors. So, it was so bizarre that the FBI immediately became involved. Oh, wow. I know. I feel like that never happens. So... They go back to the venue, and they're combing the venue, the parking lot. They're looking over all their surveillance footage, and no sign of Corey or any of, like, Corey's shirt, Corey's wallet, Corey's hat, Corey's nothing of Corey, or nothing sketched. Like, there's no blood, there's no shoe, there's no sign of Corey, and he's not on any of the... Exits leaving. So they combed through every surveillance camera. So he's if he's not inside the venue, but he also wasn't seen leaving the venue, then where in the hell is he? He left as Corlene. Corlene? Did he transition while he was in there? Yes. Or he left on Marshall Applewhite's, beamed him up, 
they would have at least seen the bean. <laughs> he could have gone to the bathroom and put his Corlean outfit on and gone. Put on his wig? Yes. Oh, so he disguised himself. Yes. Okay, good, good. I'm back in the FBI. Yeah. Um. So when they're looking over footage, they didn't see anything that caught their eye. But they did discover that there's a lot of um, areas in this venue that were blind spots. So obviously oh. you can't have cameras in every single location. But there were so many blind spots where something could have happened in an area and nobody would ever know about it because there would be no camera footage and there was no security guard sitting, standing guard around there. So they bring scent dogs, which is different from cadaver dogs, right? So I feel like these, they're, they're really trying. They bring these cadaver dogs, scent dogs, mm -hmm. sorry, to track his movement. So they started off to where he was sitting in the stadium and tried to see if they could follow his tracks, but there was no, like, they couldn't scent him. They couldn't smell him. Mm-mm. Um, and then they did an air search because there is a river right next to the stadium. And so they did an air search, like in a helicopter or drone, of the nearby river just to make sure there's nothing there or no body floating or something. But there was no sight of Corey anywhere. He literally mm -hmm. evaporated. So... They start questioning the building people, like the stadium people, and the security guards, oh. and the vice president of the operations, and every single one of them were pointing fingers at somebody else. Oh, well, that's not my responsibility. Go talk to security people. Security oh. people were like, nope, that's not me. Not talk to around. the building people. Vice president was like, nope, talk to the president. Oh, my. They were like, nope, that's the tour people pulled up with that. Go talk to the to the concert people. So they really got no answers. Family were trying to do their part, and so they made all these missing person pro posters and put them up mm -hmm. all over town, thousands and thousands and thousands. And they're just trying to get the word out online. They had, there was articles out. They did Facebook messages and, I'm sorry, Facebook posts, Twitter posts, Instagram posts about him missing, trying to reach anybody that was at the concert. Maybe they saw him. Maybe they were in the bathroom with him. Maybe somebody saw, they described what he had on, right? Did you see anything sketchy? Did you see Corey? They're trying to get something because they had nothing. Well, a 911 phone call comes in four Ooh. days later. Let's listen to it. Well, this is Rick Costle, I'm the manager of Lorraine County Landfill. <laughs> Um, we're, we were just off site, but one of our operators called us, and there's a dead body in the trash. We know someone come out and take a look at it. Do you have an address? 43502 Oberlin Elyria Road. Don't touch anything, okay? We stopped everything, no more trucks, no nothing moving. They just noticed it. Okay, 43502, I'm sorry, what's your street name? Oberlin Elyria Road. Is it a man or a woman, or is we, we don't know yet. I, I was off-site when the operator called me. We're going to find out here in a little bit. Are you in, Oberlin, are you in Carlisle or New Russia? We're in New Russia. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's okay. If you're not that close to it, then um, stay away from it, okay? Yeah, I was, I'm going to be back at the site, but no one's going to touch anything. Okay. All right. All right. So the 911 call came in. That phone call came in, and this was four days later. Now, they did, they knew right off the bat that the remains did belong to Corey Barron <gasps> because in his pocket was his wallet with his ID, his cash was still in his pocket, his credit cards, his tickets from the concert were still in his pocket. He was found in a dumpster that was removed from the concert venue, Progressive Field. Field. So dumpster, don't picture like the dumpster that's like behind a HEB or something. It's like those big, gigantic ones that you put at a big location that the trucks have to come pick up and take to the landfill and, and dump. 
It's one of those big old container ones, I guess. Oh. Okay, so that's the type of dumpster that he was in. So after this um, concert, the truck came, picked up the dumpster, took it to the landfill like it does after every concert, and when they were dumping it is when they found the body. But how did he get in the dumpster? I don't know. Now, the medical examiner did an autopsy, and it had been four days, and he'd been outside in the element, so he was badly decomposed, so some of the tests were inconclusive. But they did get a cause of death, and it was multiple blunt impacts to the head, trunk, and extremities due to the fall down a trash chute into the dumpster. Five stories, more than 50 feet down. What? How did they find that out? The manner of death is undetermined. So, cause of death, blunt impacts. Manner of death, undetermined. So, so they don't know if he threw himself down it, is yeah, what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Did he die on impact or did the injuries kill him before and he was stuffed down there? Like, we don't know. So it's not homicide. It's not accident. It's not anything. It's just undetermined. Because I, I, cause I guess they don't, because he could have, I guess if there's a sh- trash chute, right? Uh-huh. They're saying they don't know if somebody else pushed him down the chute or if he just went. Put himself yeah. down the chute. Yeah. So they try to get his blood alcohol content because, you know, obviously people drink at these things and they couldn't, his BAC couldn't be determined, but they did determine that there was alcohol in his system, but there were no drugs in his system. Um, there's only one path in this whole building to the trash chute, one. <gasps> and it's a small little room that contains a little window door that you raise up Mm -hmm. and you just basically raise up this little window door thing you throw your trash bag down there and you just close it and you have to open up a door to go into this separate room to get in there these doors are always locked but this night it was not locked (gasps) so This trash chute was also very close to where they were sitting. Because remember how he left his friends? Yeah, to go to go see his friends. Well, he never made it to his friends. Did I say that? I when don't they called the next morning, when they talked to the friends that night and the next morning, he actually never made it to his friends, or so his friends say that they never saw him. Oh my! So in gosh. between him leaving his siblings. And the trash chute, which was close to where he was sitting, he disappeared. What? Now, so what are you thinking now? Like, what do you think can happen? Or is happening? Or could have happened? I don't know. I mean, I guess they can... Was there videos by the trash I mean, they go... I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. No videos? I'm out of the FBI again. So... This may help. The chute, the trash chute, is two feet by two feet. Corey was six, two and a half, and 225 pounds. So that is a big body. Two feet by two feet. That is not big. No. How could he even fit? You would have to, it would be hard. Like, it's not like you couldn't, it's not like going down a slide and you just like easily slide down there. Like, you would have to be stuffed and pushed. I, I would, would wonder if he, was he, I guess he was just tall. He wasn't like big. He was, if you, yeah, you look at his pictures, he looked, he looked full, like chunkier. Because 226, 225, no. Because I was like, if he got, if he like was trying to just go himself, he probably would have not hit as hard if he got like kind of stuck. Yeah. Or he probably wouldn't, would have went in feet first. Like if you were just 
oh, let me slide down to the trash can, like being drunk and funny, I would have slid down feet first. Yeah. Not head first. Uh, but so uh, he was, uh, I, he had to have been unconscious and then they pushed him, you know, because he could, it, there's obviously there was no way that he could break, he didn't brace himself. Yeah. If the fall is what killed him or, right? Yeah, we don't know. It was kind of undetermined. He had to, I think he had to have been unconscious at the time he was going down the put chute. down. Yeah, going down it. Because then if you're limp, you have no way to, you know. One of his friends that was with him described oh. him that night as extremely intoxicated. Oh. First of all, friend, this is not the time to bring that out. And that's all the investigators needed to rule this as an accidental fall. So I'm just trying to, I can't even think of a situation of where you would accidentally fall down a trash chute. It's like that damn Cecil Hotel girl. How'd she end up in the town, in the, where did she end up? On the top of the, on the top of the hotel? Uh-huh, in water. In that water sewage thing? Uh-huh. Um, she, that you would have to have climb up the little ladder and somehow open the manhole and then get in. Yeah. Somebody obviously put you in there. Somebody obviously put this guy in. I don't know. Yes. If he doesn't have any mental, I mean, there was no reason. Well, okay. And say you're drunk. Who had some, somebody had to have something against. I'm pissed. <laughs> say you're drunk and like maybe you accidentally open up this door that should be locked and you think it's a bathroom. But as soon as you open it up, I'm gonna know. you're going to know that it's not, it's a bathroom, not a bathroom. And then you close it, and you go find the bathroom. Right? Clearly. Yes. Okay. Unless like, you don't he thought, like, you know, all these other conspiracies coming out about Idaho and these underground tunnel systems and this little tiny door in the house, maybe he was trying to just go to the next level i don't know he thought it was a tunnel system tunnel that would lead system. him to a whole new world <laughs> turns well, out it was just a trash it was yeah no i'm back in there i cannot even i can't even think of a way that you could accidentally go into this thing and fall mm -mm. so jason aldean did tweet about it he said my sincere condolences to Corey barron's family and friends my heart is heavy for you all you are in my thoughts and prayers. Now, the dad did comment later, like Corey's dad, and was like, yeah, we're grateful that Jason Aldean did, you know, tweet about Corey, but we're kind of hoping that he would have, like, maybe done, like, a call to action. Like, if you saw anything, like, this is what he had on, like, post a picture of him because – they're posting everything that they can mm -hmm. in Ohio, right? So it's only going to get to their audience. But Jason Aldean, the people there were most likely Jason Aldean fans and most likely follow him on social media. So just think of how many more of the people that were there would see his post and know what was really going on. Because if you flew back to Austin, Texas, you might not have known that mm -mm. something happened in Ohio. No. At the concert that you were at. Maybe, maybe not. So, I agree. Jason Aldean could have done, like, had, like, a call to action or, if you see any, like, did something. Yeah. But at least he did tweet about it. Um, just like he tweeted about the 60 people that got killed, too. He did tweet about that. So, um, one witness came forward, and this witness said that they saw a group of men urinating and spitting on someone n outside the door, the trash chute door, and that they left their seats about the same time Corey left their seats. So these people sat near the same section that Corey sat near. They left around the same time Corey did. And they were seen peeing and spitting on somebody near the trash chute. What? 
And none of this on video? No, because remember the video, mm-hmm. what they found out is there's too many holes in the video surveillance system. Um, another witness came forward and said that they remember seeing Corey in a heated conversation with another man, group of men. But it is it was never determined, was this the same group of men that were peeing on this person? So is this a different heated conversation, or is it a heated conversation with these people that were peeing on this person? And why are they peeing on him? Just drunken assholes, sounds like. I would be real mad if somebody peed on me. Yes, obviously. Very, I mean, I mean, some people wh- like it. Why would you just? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a whole other kink <laughs> we will not get into. <laughs> but w- even like if even if you're just bullying, you're at a concert. Yeah, you're like inside a nice venue. Why I know, you and this guy's like six two and like big. So they did say he that he was Corey drunk. was a teddy bear. So he was not. He would not have. So even if Corey passed by. And saw these people doing this to somebody else. Sober Corey probably wouldn't have said anything because he's just not that type of person. But maybe drunk Corey would have. And so did that put Corey in the line of fire, I guess, because he interfered. Okay, so... The investigators, the FBI, got with the venue, and they were like, we need to know who was sitting in these sections because we have witnesses that says something sketchy was going on, but we don't know who these people are. You don't have surveillance video. We need registration. We need to know Mm. their names and where they're at, and it's all there, like – that's the good part about this is like everybody that was there had to register and pay to be there unless they got some free tickets, but still. Hmm. So Live Nation, which was the registration uh-huh. system, they had to be subpoenaed in order to hand over the, f- the information. But once they got subpoenaed, they handed it over. So now they had names these names were never released because, and so they wanted to call these people in to question them and give them a polygraph, but they didn't say a word and they refused to polygraph. As they should. And that's it. Like they had no evidence that they did something. They had no evidence that, Something sketchy was going on. So this is when it was officially ruled um, an accident and the case was closed. Corey Barron's case was closed. Oh, no. So the family's pissed because they're just like, there's no way. He's too big. He would not have done it. Listen, I, if I ever get put down his trash chute, I was stuffed because I'm way too claustrophobic for that. Same, same, same. Way too. I I picture it and I'm like, no way. No No way. And you're big and he's bigger. It's like that uh, that kid who was stuffed in the gym mat. Yes. Kendall. Kendrick. 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 Yeah. Mm -mm. So. Upside down. And they said he got in there. Yeah. And rolled himself up in a perfect little burrito. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no. So the family was pissed. They were hurt. They were like, no way. So they hired a private investigator, and this investigator was doing this investigation. Oh. But for four years, the family fought and fought to have this case reopened and to possibly get the death certificate changed from undetermined to homicide. Because if it says homicide, then they got to investigate it. If it says undetermined, then all they got to do is close up the folder and file it and never look at it again, right? Um, the family also and the private investigator, they also set up their own hotline. They were all DTF down mm. to fine. They put out billboards. Mm. They had a $50,000 reward fund. 
and they were just trying to get any concert goers, get the attention of any concert goers that were there to anything that you might have saw, like the littlest bitty of thing that you think is nothing could be something. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we call, because there were so many people there, so many people sitting in that section, and then on the cameras that you could see, you can't see where that shoot was, but you could see where that shoot led to. Tons of people came in and out at this time that he would have been right there and these people would have been pissing on people. Nobody came forward. So that's what we call the bystander effect. So you come out, say you got to pee during your concert and you come out of your seat and you walk by and some people are beating up on this person, peeing on them, spitting on them. You might not say anything right now. You don't interfere then. But if it comes out that somebody was murdered that night, that's maybe when you make a phone call. Or you pass right by them and you go to a security guard and say, hey, right around that corner, there's somebody getting beat up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're saying the bystander effect is like people just stand by. And know that something's going on, but they're just like, that ain't my business. Which is compared to nowadays, the bystander effect is people pull out their phones and video it. and don't. But they don't make a call. They don't call 911. Uh-huh. They just video it. Uh-huh. But hell, that would at least help that, something. That would have at least done something, yeah. Um, so, because of this hotline, because of these billboards, and because of this private investigator... <coughs> One woman, uh, somebody did call in and said that they remember seeing a woman in the vicinity of these men that were peeing and spitting on this person. So there was a woman. She They couldn't tell if this woman was with them or just by them. And they described this woman as white, blonde, late 30s, early 40s. 5'8", with a homemade Miranda Lambert shirt on that said, I learned to drive that 55 just like a queen. It's from her automatic song. So that's all we got. White woman, blonde hair, 5'8", Miranda Lambert, homemade shirt on. This is what it said. I learned to drive that 55 like a queen. And so... Now they put that new information out there. So the news what reports. What did they have to say about her? Where did she come from? She was standing by the people that were pissing on oh. the person. Okay. So they were like, at least if somebody, if she comes forward, maybe she saw them or she knows them. Oh, my like, god! Like, this is somebody that we know, that we allegedly know was right there when some of the action was going on. Yeah. Can she identify that this person they were peeing on is Corey? So they're, so they're really not looking at this lady as like a suspect, but like, can this lady please come that's forward another and tell thing, us something? That's another thing is if you are like a bystander and you do the after the fact go, I, I have not killed anyone. But I already feel nervous and guilty about doing that because I think it's just the fear about of coming ha- forward. Yeah, because I'm like, what if they're, they're going to frame me? Too? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that's just because of me and I'm jaded and I've d- do these done stories. these stories so yeah. much that I would be like, oh, I must say nothing. I'm out of it. Uh-huh. You, you know, I probably. Oh yeah, I, you you're probably the I, woman. I'm the worst. You're I'm the, the woman I'm, in the Miranda Lambert shirt. The Hat on your blonde wig. You are five eight. How old are you? How tall are you? Bitch, I'm five eleven and three quarters. Just joking. But I mean, if if I saw a suspect of something, I I would have no clue how to say. Oh, well, he was about five ten, two fifty. Like I have no (laughs) reception, deception, perception, perception. Perception. Yeah, yeah, and words. Well, it's, this lady never came forward, and um, so the case was closed. Okay, so this is a shout-out. Well, are you done? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But I was going to shout-out. Well, I was just going to p- 
put a, a CTA, a call to action. Yeah. We if will. you are the Ohio concert goer with the blonde hair who was 5'8 with the big boobs and wearing, wait, she didn't have big boobs. Blonde. Blonde. I just kind of, it just kind of fits. Uh, with the homemade Miranda Lambert t-shirt and you saw these people peeing on this guy, you should probably call in. Come forward. Come forward. Just, you you know, you can just email us. Yeah. And we'll come forward for you. If you are afraid like I would be, <laughs> thinking it might well, be we still need up. them to talk to her. Well, we'll get her to talk to us first and then we'll <laughs> be like, listen, we're working on solving this case, but we have a anonymous caller, an anonymous tip. Caroline wants that fifty thousand uh, dollar reward. Money. I'm gonna need to go ahead. Let's get it up to at least a hundred. Well, I want to um, help this sister because she has been very active about her brother's homicide. Here's some good news: is in 2022, so just last year. Corey's manner of death was switched from undetermined to homicide eight <coughs> years after the actual homicide. Good. I'm still waiting for them to do that for the other one, the stab, the stabby girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So eight years later, and they determined that those injuries, the head, the trunk, whatever else, extremities, happened before the fall so somebody beat him and then he was put down the shoot yeah. is what they're yeah that's finally what. trying to oh, say they, I, eight I, years I, later i already knew that yes. and they didn't i don't know i don't know why people why it takes eight years to do this um so the case has been reopened <gasps> But there are so, no new leads. Well, we have to tell all of our Ohioans out there to get on it. I don't know what they can do, but they can do something. April, what can they do? Well, let me... We do have some theories. Ooh. The theories are that the drunk people are were the ones who actually just beat him up, peed on him, and stuffed him down the thing. Another theory that has gone around is that it was an actual employee that that only an employee would have known that the door would be unlocked because it's always unlocked. I mean, it's always locked, but it was unlocked because it had been broken for a couple weeks. Okay. So that only an employee would know that the door would be unlocked, and so maybe this employee set them up or did it and stuffed them down the trash trash chute. And then the other theory that is not likely at all is that it's an accident. So there's really, unless y'all have any other theories, email us and tell us another theory. But it's either the drunk people, an employee, or an accident. But I, you can also go with somebody that he was with. So these friends that said that they never, he never met up with them, Remember, he was leaving yeah. his siblings to go see these friends, and they were like, nope, never showed up. Do we know that for sure? <laughs> so I would question them. And then I would question the friend that tried to say he was real, 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 real drunk and drunk enough to do this. Like, why do you want to Why do you want to hurry up and um, make them believe that this could be accidental. This is not accidental. I mean, did we go through his phones and text messages and like see all of his, his stuff? His phone was and, right there, yeah. And like there was no nothing suspicious about pe- people like he who wanted to he wasn't swiping right and going to have a quickie in the bathroom. There was like no nothing sketchy that would have came out in his life that would have tied him to anything because in a second the media in a second will bring out your sketchiness. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to publish it. But no, nothing like that ever came out. Um, And the truth is, multiple people a year fall to their death in a trash chute. Multiple people. And it's ruled an accident. (laughs) But are these murders that are ruled accidents until they're later corrected? 
I don't know, but I don't even think I've ever seen a trash shoot. I know. I'm so, picturing it because well, I've now seen I don't want to go see one because I'm afraid I'm going to get pushed down. No, what if you just get dizzy and fall? I don't know. I don't know. They need to lock those things to where the. I don't. I don't. Well, and that's why it's supposed to be locked. So I'll go there too. So the family has sued, sued. Yeah. Progressive Field for wrongful death because. They knew that trash chute door was actually broken for months. I said weeks. And it was and months. And they're supposed to do basically an update and have all these security updates before they have big events like that. For <laughs> things like this. Because what if it was a little kid? I just think it's the Jason Aldean curse, unfortunately. It might be the Jason Aldean curse. Um, so call to action. If you were in sections 468 and 570 at the Jason Aldean Burn It Down Tour in July 18th of 2018, you can call Crime Stoppers or the Cleveland Homicide Department at 216-623-5464. Leave a tip, and if you know the bitch in the Miranda shirt, Miranda, I'm going to need you to twit about this. Yeah, get to twitting. Get to exing. <laughs> Look at you knowing your things. Mine is still not updated. Well, it's probably your phone. You also don't have stickers, and I've been stickering it. Everybody. Stickers? <laughs> bitch, please. I'm going to send you a sticker. So July 18th, 2023 was nine years, and his sister's name is um, Britta, and they were really, really close, so I just want to read her post. Time moves so fast in some ways, but slow in others. Nine years without Corey, nine years as a family of four when it should be a family of five, nine years of pain. There's not a day. Heck, most of the time, there's not an hour that goes by that I do not think of Corey or see something that makes me think of him. It's hard to picture what life would be like if he were still here. I imagine it would be much, much different in a lot of ways. One thing is for certain, I know it would be immeasurably more fun. It would be warmer. The world would be kinder. And without a doubt, life would be simply more beautiful. I pray every day that we continue to forward on path of finding and holding responsible the person or persons who murdered my brother. The people who stopped him from getting to live, to pursue any dream he had, the people that destroyed our family, we will not stop, and you better believe we will keep going. Here's to hope, here's to justice, here's to Corey Jean Barron. I miss you and I love you for eternity. And she just left the phone, the phone number to the department. Oh, my gosh. Uh, big sister. That's it. So that is Corey Barron. And I think the moral of the story is watch your back if you go to a Jason Aldean concert. Wear a bulletproof vest. Don't go in, Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to the bathroom. Pee your pants. Pee, yeah, just pee in your... Don't pee on anybody. Don't pee on another person. Yeah. And if you see something happening, see something, you don't say have to something. Yes, yeah, see, see something, something say, say something. something. You don't have to intervene. I have to give myself these pep talks, April. I had to get uh, had to I get I had to do that earlier today, and now I'm gonna do it again. See something, say something. Yeah, see something, say something. At some point, no, you need to say it right then to them. Say it to the well, security guard. Say it to somebody. Yeah, because you might end up. And down don't the say it to yourself or You'd your dog. You'd take down the chute real easy. Oh, I would fly. <laughs> I would have. Fun. I would actually go on a trip on that chute. I'd be like, here we go. This is oh, gonna be fun. Like I think it would be. Nice, and then nice I don't line. even know how going down a chute would kill you. Like it's aluminum chute. If okay, but if you are complete, I that's why I thought he was already either. Yeah, he had I don't know if he was Uncon dead, but he was definitely unconscious because that's why you're just completely limp. So, I mean, he could have been banging around. Maybe it's a, maybe it takes a loop, a shoot with a loop. Yeah. So maybe. Or if shoulders. it like, does it go straight down? And how far down was it? 60 feet? 50 feet. So five stories. And, and so that, you I mean, do there might not have been a lot of trash. Yeah. You do create some, and there's some. Some inertia? What's it called when you uh, go down? Momentum? <laughs> momentum? I don't know what STD you just and mentioned. And 
And maybe he just hit the ground really, really hard. But I think he probably had some head trauma before. Goodness, goodness, goodness. So there's an unsolved one for you. Help us solve it. And I hope you like the story. And tune in next week for an all-new one. If you want to hear another Ohio story, go to Patreon because Caroline just dropped one. What's up with Ohio? I don't know. I don't know either. I think that's my first time going. Wow. Well, we're about to go again. All right. We will see y'all next week for an all-new episode. T-shirts, Dirty Chad T-shirts are here, and they're ready. I'm picking them up tomorrow um, or at the beginning of the week. So if you ordered Dirty Chad T-shirt at the live show. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. They're here. We're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. Podcast. Um, We'll be contacting you. We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, we're so excited to get this thing going week. and share this with you guys. Stay aware, We've been stay talking alive, about this and always and it's finally, Goodbye. finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure, <laughs> for sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.